you longing for real life change and lasting impact? Here at More to Be, we believe that is possible through a fresh encounter with God and His Word. I'm Angela Sackett. And I'm Lisa Pulliam. And together, we want to help you think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in His work every day. Hey, girl, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Love this time together. And me too. And I'm so excited about this episode because it really kind of encapsulates some of our personal journey, but I think it's going to really hit home um, with you, you girls, our, uh, our sisters that are listening to as we kind of dig into this idea of friendship and mm-hmm. what it means to be better together. I love it. I love it. I know it's something that's important to you. It's important to me. And it's also a challenge. Like, Finding mm-hmm. finding sisters in Christ to do life with is not an easy, it's yeah. just not an easy thing. It know? isn't. And especially, I don't know, again, I say especially as women, but I feel like girls, you know, we struggle from the time we're little in this area of what does friendship mean? What's a healthy friendship? What's, you know, how do we build each other up? Um, a lot of us have probably scars and wounding from, from being younger and walking through unhealthy friendships. So yeah. It's pretty powerful to. I always thought that at you know once I became a mom and especially moms of girls and then I have all these years of mentoring teenage girls that somehow I would learn enough to be able to give my girls a foundation so that they would never have any friend troubles ever, <laughs> which it has not been the case. And we talk about this, you know, my girls are eighteen, sixteen, and twelve, mm-hmm. and they haven't had. I shouldn't say that. They've had some big issues. Some of them have had some big issues and some of them haven't. Um, But I always tell them, don't worry. It will get better when you become an adult. That they see see me having best friends in my life and they think, I want that now. I'm like, no, it's it's taken becoming an adult to have a circle of friends that I believe love me unconditionally. They have my back. They're willing to speak truth to me. And the thing I have to remind my girls again and again is that that doesn't mean they don't annoy me and I don't annoy them. Like there are still points in our relationships where we have to figure out how to, you know, as Hebrew says, uh, do all that you can to live in peace with one another. Romans 12 says it too, that, that it's an effort to be in relationship. But there is so much gain, and that's what we're going to talk about over these next two episodes is really what is the gain of having friends in Christ. Yeah, and it's so – this is why I love this sort of teamwork partnership because it's interesting too, I think, for me to look at the seasons and how those things shift. And I think you and I have talked about this a little bit before. Um, God has had our family, and we we went from a season of just richness where we were – friends, heart deep, close friends with several other whole families. So the kids were besties. The parents were close. The husbands got along, which is so rare. You know, Mm -hmm. the wives were invested in each other, um, to a a cross country move where, um, we've really been in a period of about three years of just, um, I don't want to say desert because God is faithful. Um, Mm -hmm. but not having those right near you heart friends. Um, and I, I can say in all honesty, I can see the fruit of that, which I would have never expected. Um, cause I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a friend person. I'm a intimacy, you know, get people in my home. Um, 
But God has done this unbelievable work that I'm still watching play out in my children's hearts, in my heart, where he's brought us a new level of dependence on him, Mm. a new appreciation for those friendships when they happen, but seeing them as frosting on the cupcake and not the meat of the meal, you know? Yeah. So I just, it's cool. It's and but it takes kind of like you said, with your girls, the, the age to be able to look back and see that, you know, walking my daughter through it. And, um, I think I told you this, just watching her, holy cow, go deep in the word and go deep in her time with him. And to be able to say, you know, even speak to my own self, it's, Mm -hmm. it's okay. This is a season and God's Mm -hmm. using it in our lives. And it, it it may pass, it may not pass, but it's okay. You know, it's beautiful. There's beauty right where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think what we can hit on, I just sense that the Lord's going to bring us there, is how do you how to make new friends? Mm, yeah. Right? And also yeah. how to sustain friendships over long distance mm-hmm. and how to, because both of us have had this, and I think it's pretty common in today's day and age, how to develop new friendships in a new community and give yourself that grace period. Yes. For it to not feel Huge. like what it was. Like there's this both grieving of what was and acceptance of what is and then looking forward to what is to come. Yes. Which yes, sounds yes. like your words, not my words. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he brings it all back around, doesn't he? Yeah, I love he does. That. He does. So where do you have us it? Yeah, where do you have us going today with scripture? I'm, I'm, I'm calling it acceptance with joy kind of gave it a title as God was putting it on my heart, but we're going to dig into first Corinthians 17, one through 20 and girls hang in there with us. Open up your Bible. This is a, a, a bit of a lengthy one, but I think it'll be worth it for us to read the whole passage. So, um, Lisa, you're going to take the, the helm on that. Yeah. yeah. You're going to have to restate that. Cause you said first Corinthians. Oh, I did first Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> first Chronicles. Okay, we're going to. I'm looking at the notes here because you know we do this outline thing, and I I'm like uh, I think she meant Chronicles, <laughs> or else I'm going to have to flip really fast to the back part of my Bible. <laughs> so yeah, I am picking it up at First Chronicles uh, 17, and I'm reading in the New Living Translation. If you guys are following along, we love it when you do that. Uh, you could definitely print out our notes. Uh, We do like a little, um, what's the best way to describe it? A download where you can write down your thoughts uh, through the episode and then the application questions are at the end. We kind of feel like this is a Bible study, people. (laughs) So first uh, Chronicles 17, when David was settled in his palace, he summoned Nathan the prophet. Look, David said, I'm living in a beautiful cedar palace, but the ark of the Lord's covenant is out there under a tent. Nathan replied to David, do whatever you have in mind, for God is with you. But that same night, God said to Nathan, go and tell my servant David, this is what the Lord has declared. You are not the one to build a house for me to live in. I have never lived in a house from the day I brought the Israelites out of Egypt until this very day. My home has always been a tent, moving from one place to another in a tabernacle. Yet no matter where I have gone with the Israelites, I have never once complained to Israel's leaders, the shepherds of my people. I have never asked them, why haven't you built me a beautiful cedar house? Now go and say to my servant, David, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies has declared. I took you from tending sheep in the pasture and selected you to be the leader of my people. I've been with you wherever you have gone, and I have destroyed all your enemies before your eyes. Now I will make your name as famous as anyone who has ever lived on the earth. 
and I will provide a homeland for my people, Israel, planting them in a secure place where they will never be disturbed. Evil nations won't oppress them as they have done in their past. Starting from the time I appointed judges to rule my people in Israel, and I will defeat all your enemies. Furthermore, I declare that the Lord will build a house for you, a dynasty of kings. For when you die and join your ancestors, I will raise up one of your descendants, one of your sons, and I will make his kingdom strong. He is the one who will build a house, a temple for me, and I will secure his throne forever. I will be his father and he will be my son. I will never take my favor from him as I took it from the one who ruled before you. I will confirm him as king over my house and my kingdom for all time, and his throne will be secure. So Nathan went back to David and told him everything the Lord had said in this vision. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and prayed, Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my family that you have brought me this far? And now, O God, in addition to everything else, you speak of giving your servant a lasting dynasty. You speak as though I were someone very great. O Lord God, what more can I say to you about the way you have honored me? You know what your servant is really like. For the sake of your servant, O Lord, and according to your will, you have done all these great things and have made them known. O Lord, there is no one like you. We have never even heard of another God like you. Mm. And this is the word of God. Chills. Chills. <laughs> Again. I, oh. It was hard not to interrupt myself reading to go, can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. But, but I have to say, what does this have to do with friendship? You need to connect the dots here. Yeah, because it seems a little random, doesn't it? So I was I was actually reading this passage in my personal study, um, and I felt like I had this huge aha moment, which I don't know if you guys write in the margins of your Bible, but if you don't, I want to dare you to do that and put dates because it's kind of mind-blowing to keep that chronicle, that record of what God is doing. But I had written down, girl, you might not be the one God called to build the temple. Mm. Um, and I personally had been in a season, am in a season where I've just been, and many of us are, I think, um, you're listening right now where you're trying to figure out what is it you want me to do, God? What is it? What do you want me to say yes to? What do you want me to say no to? And, um, I felt like it was just a big release from the Lord to say, you don't have to say yes to all the things God has other people for some of those things. And they might be women that, you know, and it's your job to call them out, to encourage them. Um, so I've been in a season of really trying to discern what does God have for me? And I felt like he said, you know, you might not be the one to do all of these things that you have on your to-do list and your dream list. God might have other women that he, you know, has, I might have other women for you to encourage in these areas, not just that you don't get to do them, but you get to encourage others in a different way. So, um, I'm going to, if it's okay, just kind of dig in here. There's a few things I want to bring out of this passage for us as women that I think we can apply to relationships. Um, first thing is, I just want to say, I cannot imagine having to be Nathan (laughs) to be the one to go to David and say, guess what, dude, you're not going to get to do X, Y, Z. Um, and we're going to kind of get into that, uh, confrontation in part two, but, um, David's intentions were honorable in verse one, we see he wanted to do something good for the Lord. He wanted to give the Lord a place of honor to dwell. Um, the second thing is God, I find this very interesting. God gave his message here to someone other than David. And what Mm. trust it must have taken for Nathan and David to hear 
a message that was maybe contradictory from his, to his expectations from someone else. Um, and a really important thing that I think maybe plays into that, that we can apply in relationships is that message was validated in God's character, in his word and in his promises. So as we're in relationship and we're going to kind of talk about that going forward, even more intentionally in relationship with others, um, we need to make sure that what we're hearing, what we're speaking to each other is in care in, in, um, mm. validated in his character. Right. And in his, so word. in other words, you're saying when we respond to that call to speak truth in love, mm-hmm. we have to ask ourselves the question, uh, is, is this truth consistent with the character of God? Yeah. And hearing it as well. You know, when we're choosing to spend time with girlfriends, are we spending time with women that we know are speaking to, uh, I think about specifically in the area of marriage, you know, who we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. I'm not listening to advice from a girlfriend who's not going to point me back to the truth of the word. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or parenting or work or whatever it is should always be validated in his, in his character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think I go back to my coaching approach always in that conversation time is that so much better to ask questions than to give advice. Yeah. And, and I do think that there's a time like looking at David and Nathan God specifically spoke to Nathan to specifically speak to David, but I'm not sure that that dynamic plays out quite as clear. And so to approach it from the perspective of this is on my heart, is this consistent with what you hear God saying? Yes. And and even, even entering that conversation with, you know, a question that, that starts with, you know, there's this thing that's on my mind. I've been thinking about you a lot. This is this is like a repeat message. And would it be okay if I share it with you? Is this a good time for us to kind of have a heart to heart? Yeah. Because it's setting that stage to be able to receive. Like we're entering David and Nathan's story from the start of a conversation. But the relationship mm-hmm. didn't start at that point. There was yeah. history. These two were like brothers. And so I think that's really relevant. It is. And you know, that kind of harkens back to harkens back Boy, that sounds so old um, <laughs> to when we talked about being tender hearted, there's a tenderness here. And when, when you, you know, approach it that way, there's a humility yeah. that really, it, it fosters relationship. Um, yeah. and here's something too, you know, God's will here for David was still good. So he's telling Nathan, take him this message. You're not going to be the one to X, Y, Z build the temple for me, but his will for David was still good. Um, mm-hmm. He, you know, he says to him, I will make your name great. I'll provide for Israel. I'm going to, I'm going to follow up with my promises, my covenant with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, you know, we can learn to trust him. The more that we're in the word, the more that we're spending time with him and the Holy Spirit is teaching us, we begin to really trust and understand his will for us is good. His will mm-hmm. is for his glory and the good of those who are called according to his purpose, as he says. So, yeah. um, I love that David didn't get what he expected. No, you know, he was, pre- he seemed perfectly equipped, prepared, he, you know, he's in this, his palace, he's, uh, he's successful, he's powerful. He seemed the perfect person for this. And I think mm. sometimes, you know, we might be given an opportunity. I was just listening to uh, another podcast this week where the, the speaker was talking about, you know, not every great opportunity that comes across our path is really a great opportunity for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we might seem perfectly equipped. I can do all the things, girl. 
Yeah. Maybe I'm not supposed to. Um, yeah. I heard Beth that- Moore say years ago, sometimes it's a divine uh, set up for somebody else to step up. Yes. I love that. I can hear her saying that too. Yeah. 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 I mean, it obviously stuck a decade later. I'm like, uh uh-huh. And I often will wonder, is this a setup for somebody else's step up? Yes. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Well, and here's, there are two more things I think we can see here that I think really can speak to us as women and apply to how we interact in, in friendships and relationships, specifically in the area of maybe expectations. Um, David responded here in thankfulness. Verse 16, he he thanks God for his provision. He responded in joy at God's work in verse 17. I love it. As if this were not enough, God, you did Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Um, He responded in trust in God's goodness in verse 20. And then if you go forward, when when we're done here, go open up your your Bible and read forward into verses 23 and following. He thanks God. He trusts him for his goodness. Um, Mm. He gave God appropriate worship. Um, do we worship God when he maybe says, not for you, sister, this is for somebody else or bless this sister in this area, this friend in this area. Um, he didn't whine. He didn't pout. He didn't say what God I want to do. I'm, you know, I can do this. Right. Um, and what is so cool. And I, I just hope that this is a note of encouragement to you as you're listening God had bigger plans here than David could even imagine. And as we were kind of prepping for this, Lisa brought out something that I just love. Um, this passage is in many ways, it's prophetic. It's pointing towards Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, yeah. He will ultimately be the one who will come in and reign, who mm-hmm. will make all things right. You know, when when God says to us, hang on, not now, or whatever that is, and maybe we, you know, applying this to friendship as we're speaking to one another and we're challenging one another and we're encouraging one another. There may be times that he says, this isn't for you. This isn't now, but goodness, he might have something way bigger than you could ever imagine Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for you to step into or for someone else to step into that role that they're more equipped than you can even picture. Yeah. You are, you know, I mean, and I see it as looking at these scriptures here, Nathan was obedient to the Lord and he stepped in courage. He, his courage came from confidence that this was from God, not because he had to muster up a confidence and he had a tough message to deliver. I'm sure he wasn't certain. How would David respond? Mm -hmm. And then you, you mentioned David's response, but I just want to read this verse here because it's, it's so captures what our heart should look like. In verse 23 of chapter 17, it says, And now, O Lord, I am your servant. Do as you have promised concerning me and my family. Mm -hmm. That part was neat to me. And then he continues and says, May it be a promise that will last forever. So he's he's affirming what God is saying to him, and he's asking for for it to be firm, firm. Like, please make this happen. And... In verse 23, he says, and may your name be established and honored forever so that everyone will say the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel is Israel's God. And may the house of your servant David continue before you forever. He doesn't see it about himself. Like I think of that. Is it Francesca Battistelli's song like where she talks about she doesn't want her name in lights? Mm. Um, that That's what comes to mind. David's not looking for his name to be in lights. Yeah. He's just found out it won't be. 
or so he thinks it won't be. I'm not going to be the dude who builds the house. But he responds with such humility and submission to God and says, but I want you to get the glory and you to do the job that you have set Mm -hmm. fit to, to do. And then verse 25, oh my God, I've been bold enough to pray to you because you have revealed to your servant that you will build a house for him, a dynasty of kings. Mm. What a great relationship between those two. Yeah. And did you hear, I don't know, this, I about bounced out when you were talking. (laughs) um, I heard Mary, I heard Mary saying the same words, be unto me your will. Yes, yes. Do what you want with me. Right. Do what you hmm. want. Boy, there's a contrast because you've got David who you know, sinned against God. You know, I think of, of Psalm 51 where he, right, Psalm 51, where he, he repents for his sin with Bathsheba and the adultery and, and killing Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, and, and that whole piece. And yet he can take the same posture that Mary, who had done no wrong as far as we can ever see, comes to the Lord the same the same way. And so it's kind of interesting. We're supposed to be talking about friendship, but it's really turning <laughs> it's really turning back into us. And I think that 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 does relate to friendship in that our character, our nature, our focus, our vision influences the type of relationships we're going to be in. Yes. Yeah. What we bring to the table. So we have to wrap up this part. <laughs> of our episode and we get to pick up uh, in more detail looking at some other scriptures about how do we practically do friendship what are some of the core elements that we need uh, moving forward so what challenge question do you have mm. for our sisters so I have two here the first one is is there an area in your own life <clears throat> maybe in, in your relationships where God may be calling you away from as in the case of David or you know we hinted at Mary towards something um that maybe you seem, maybe you think you're equipped for, maybe you think you're not equipped for, but because he has bigger and better something down the road for you. So that's Mm -hmm. the first one. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is how can you praise him for his goodness, his work, his promises, and his character right where you are in your present circumstances, regardless of what he says yes to or no to going forward? Mm, Those are good questions. So we'll leave those to simmer and uh, I'll close this up in prayer. How about that? Great. All right. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this time that we can be together on this podcast. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the friendship that we see between David and Nathan and the example of what happens when we are obedient to you, when we Mm -hmm. heed your word and carry it forth and when we respond to your word and submit to your will. And God, I pray that you would surround us with friends who are like David's and Nathan's to us. May we be Mm. that to the people that you have placed in our lives. God, uh, I do ask for a sensitivity to your leading. And I pray against the enemy's um, condemnation upon us. If we have failed in friendship, if we have wounds that have not been tended to, God, I ask that you would bring healing truth forth. And walk us in humility and repentance before you. Mm-hmm. And I pray all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We just want to thank you so much for listening to the More To Be podcast. We're praying that you've experienced a fresh encounter with God and His Word during your time with us today. Be sure to visit themoretobe.com slash podcast for show notes and free downloadable resources. 
May you continue to think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in his work every day.